On today's show, Anthony Rizzo signs a two-year deal to be with the Yankees. Hal Steinbrenner was on the Hot Stove Show on Yes on Monday. I'll be reacting to some of his answers to Meredith Morakovitz's questions. Plus, Hal also spoke at the GM meetings today and had some things to say about Aaron Judge, naturally, but something he said kind of surprised me, and I'll let you know what that is. So get ready, because an all-new Locked on Yankees starts next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gatsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and click the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. One quick business note, I guess, you know, business meaning the show. I know I've been doing player episodes, but you know, we have enough news to talk about things that have happened so far this week. So unless something happens that's big tomorrow, tomorrow's show will be back to talking about how 2022 went for certain people and tomorrow's subject will be Garrett Cole. So that'll be an interesting one. So I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. So today, let's talk about Anthony Rizzo signing a two-year deal to return to the Yankees. Now this was, let's just say, I was a little worried about this because I saw nothing but rumors saying that Anthony Rizzo was one of the Astros' biggest targets. And I thought to myself, if Anthony Rizzo goes to the Astros, I'm cutting off my Yankee tattoo. Obviously, I wasn't being serious because I would never cut that thing off. But I just that I wouldn't say it would be my worst nightmare, but I would have been really upset if Anthony Rizzo went to the Astros. Like that just would have been adding insult to injury. But no, he agreed today, Tuesday, to a two-year contract with a club option for the 2025 season. It's worth at least $40 million. It'll be $34 million over the next two seasons with a $17 million club option or a $6 million buyout for 2025. Obviously, we all wanted Rizzo back. I said it on Friday. You want Anthony Rizzo back. You want left-handed power in a righty-heavy team lineup, and we get that back now with Rizzo. Am I worried about the back? Yes. Some people were joking about how he came back so quickly to the Yankees and didn't really explore free agency that much um, because of the back, which is possible. <laughs> it's totally possible, but I think this is a good fit for the Yankees, obviously, and for Rizzo. He loves that short porch. He hit three short porch home runs in that one game against the Orioles. And yeah, this is a good deal. It's a good deal. 
Aaron Boone said, he's been everything we could have hoped for. He's been an amazing person in our clubhouse, an amazing teammate, amazing leader, very productive on the field. I think he's very much cut out to play for the Yankees. He handles all that goes with playing here as one of the premier players and leaders so well. And he really does. Rizzo has embraced his uh, role here as a Yankee. And yeah, I'm very, very happy about this, Um, mainly because... The Yankees got this done very quickly, and we didn't have to worry about Rizzo going somewhere like Houston. His career line heading into the 2023 season will be 265, 366, 481. He needs 17 more home runs to reach 300. And on the defensive side, he's won four NL gold gloves at first base. That was from 2016 to 2020. Um, Has not won a gold glove with the Yankees, but that's fine. (laughs) He's been fine. Now, at the owners' meetings on... Oh, it's the owners' meetings. Why did people say it was the GM meetings? Pardon me. I said it was the GM meetings in my intro. I'm sorry. It was the owners' meetings. That's right. GM meetings are... Did they happen already? Because aren't there three sets of meetings... You have the GM meetings, the owners meetings, and then the winter meetings for the writings, the writers, right? Anyway, Hal Steinbrenner said that judges' free agency would not necessarily preclude the club from moving forward on a free agent like Rizzo. So I believe he said this before the deal was announced. He said, am I going to make moves before we're able to, in my opinion, sign Judge? Yeah, that's not going to stop me from signing other people. We've got to make the moves. It's all about who's going to come off the board. Some guys are going to come off the board sooner than others. And if it's somebody we feel we need, then I've got to make the decision to continue to improve the club and not just hold back until we figure out Aaron. We will have more about his quotes about Aaron. Because, yeah, he said some things that I was kind of, shocked about but also happy about if that makes sense yeah so Anthony Rizzo back with the Yankees two years with an option for a third yeah so 2023 and 2024 your starting first baseman should be Anthony Rizzo barring any back issues gosh I hope I didn't just jinx him but it was really funny because I tell you guys this all the time, but I have a Slack group with my friends and we talk about Yankee stuff. And they were trying to imagine what the Yankees would do if Rizzo went to the Astros. This was happening yesterday. And they were trying to come up with who would play first, what would they do with the rest of the infield. And, you know, the consensus was that they would probably try and stick DJ LeMayhew at first. And I had mentioned that on Friday when I was doing my Anthony Rizzo show whether or not I thought he was going to sign with the Yankees. I wasn't really sure. I was hoping he would, and I'm very happy with this news. Um, But I was also assuming that if the Yankees couldn't get something done with Rizzo, that they would try and put LeMayhew at first. So thankfully, you know, if we see LeMayhew at first, it'll be because Rizzo is taking the day off, or maybe they feel like putting LeMayhew in there for, or maybe they feel like having someone uh, bat from the right side, so they'd put, LeMayhew in, give Rizzo a break, because LeMayhew won't really have a place to to play regularly if everyone stays healthy, because Josh Donaldson will be at third, 
shortstop, you have a whole bunch of people who could be there because we'll talk about this in segment two, but Hal mentioned some names who could be at shortstop. Um, Glaber at second, unless they somehow trade him or do something during this offseason, but he has how many more years of control? So it looks like LeMayhew might be relegated to being the super utility guy that they were originally thinking of him being when they got him in 2019 and then he suddenly became an MVP player. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they plug everyone in. But in a moment, we're going to talk about how on the Yes Hot Stove show, because he said some interesting things, at least they were interesting to me. I don't know if anyone else thought they were interesting, but it's possible that other people thought it was just as interesting as I did because uh, I was kind of surprised with his candor I guess you know I mean he was tight-lipped about some things which is understandable and so how but there were other things I was surprised he was so forthcoming with does that make sense okay we'll talk about that in a moment but first Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. I don't know how everyone did this weekend in football, but that Bills Vikings game was crazy. And, um, yeah, I don't know how people made out with that one because that was a crazy game. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. You could bet on where you think Judge is going. I mentioned it, I believe, last week, but the Giants are still the number one landing spot, non-Yankees, for Judge. So if you wanted to bet on something like that, you could. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports, plus get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Hal was on, I love how I'm calling him Hal, like I know him personally. Hal Steinbrenner was on the Yes Hot Stove show Monday night. And it was the first hot stove show of the off season. And it was a short interview and it was only part one. Part two is coming up on the next episode of the hot stove show. But he had some interesting things to say. Some of which I was just sitting there rolling my eyes like I normally do. You, if you watch on YouTube, you know I have a very expressive face. I can't help myself. And if I hear someone saying something that I think is BS, I'll roll my eyes or make a face. He believes that the 2022 Yankees were closer, like the, the team that was playing in the first three months that was like running over everyone, he believes that was the true team. That injuries derailed them, and that's why they didn't finish as strong as they had wanted them to. I don't think that was it, because the injuries really started hitting them later in the season, because, you know, the bad play started July. I say it all the time. July, they were 13-13, and which isn't great. August... 
They were 10 and 18. Yes, they were terrible. And then they closed out the season 20 and 11, right? Something like that. I think the way they closed out the season was closer to what they could have been. They were playing way over their head in the beginning of the season. No one expected them to do that. And people were too positive about it. You know, I know I joked all the time and Abby made fun of me because I was waiting for the other shoe to drop because it just seemed too good to be true. And it was too good to be true. And it wasn't just the injuries that were bothering them. Um, You know, I will say, yes, some of the guys they lost in the bullpen didn't help. You know, Chad Green going down didn't really help. But Chad Green wasn't really pitching that great to begin with. You know, and then you had other guys come in and step up. You know, Jonathan Luizaga didn't look that great in the first half, and then he stepped it up big time in the second half when the bullpen needed him to. You know, one half of the season, his ERA was above five, and in the second half, it was, you know, under a three and closer to a two. So, you know, where they lost some people, they gained some people, if that makes sense. So, yeah, injuries did kind of play a role in some of their issues, but I would say it affected them more in the playoffs than it did July, August, and July and August. Then things really started happening in August, and guys were dropping like fries. <laughs> dropping like fries. Fries are on my brain. Dropping like flies, and then that affected them going into the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, I have to say I was very impressed that Meredith Morakovitz brought this up. But she said fans were not happy with Aaron Boone in the playoffs and that some of his decision-making, you know, they were questioning some of his decision-making. And Hal said that we had a right to not be happy about some of the moves that were made during the playoffs. I feel vindicated. Thank you, Hal. Now, he didn't slam Boone and he, you know, discussed how he had confidence in Boone But he did admit that there were some moves in the playoffs that probably should not have been made. Thank you. This is all we wanted you to do. It seems like the bare minimum, but this is what I wanted him to do. I wanted them to come out and say, yes, he screwed up in the playoffs. (laughs) He screwed up. So I appreciated that. He was talking about shortstop and talking about Volpe and Peraza possibly coming up and playing shortstop, which is what Peraza should have done for most of September when he was called up. Let's get on that for 2023, guys, please. And he didn't want to discuss Cashman's pending deal because I don't think he's, he's not officially signed yet. He's still, they're still operating with him not quite locked up yet. But there were more quotes from the owners' meetings today about Cashman, which we'll get to in segment three. But I did enjoy the fact that he agreed that the fans had had every right to be upset with some of the decision-making in the playoffs. That I actually did not roll my eyes at. I was like, hallelujah, Hal. Hallelujah. And I'm trying to think of... Um, I didn't write everything down because I was trying to concentrate on what he was saying. And if I was trying to, I don't know, it just my brain can't do two things at the same time sometimes. And last night was one of those nights. I was, you know, watching it. And like I said, it wasn't very long. 
because they split it up into two parts. I think it was barely, I don't even think it was a five minute segment. And there were maybe four questions asked. And like I said, he was tight-lipped about Cashman, but we all know they're going to keep Cashman. They're not doing anything with Cashman. And he basically alluded to it today. Yeah, Hal said some things about Aaron Judge today at the owners' meetings that I was kind of shocked about because he's never usually that forthright about things. And it was making Yankee fans think that they might not screw this up. They might actually sign Aaron Judge. Oh, and Meredith Morakovitz asked, you know, if you sign Judge, like if he decides to come back, or, you know, like, will you sweeten the deal, maybe, by, you know, saying, if you sign with us, we'll make you captain. And Hal didn't really want to say anything like that, but Hal thinks he should be and could be and probably is you know judge is the captain of that team even though he's not officially the captain and they haven't officially named him the captain I think if the Yankees can get Aaron Judge back and sign him to a long-term deal and make him a Yankee possibly for the rest of his career I think it would be really really cool if they decide to name him captain next season because it will be 20 years since the Yankees last named a captain because Derek Jeter was named captain in June of 2003. And I think that would be pretty damn cool. Now I hope unlike Jeter, they decide to name judge captain at home and not in Cincinnati. (laughs) And with Jeter making it, making more appearances and being in public more and saying that he wants to hang out at Yankee Stadium more, maybe he could be there for that. Guys, I'm giving you free ideas here, so work with me, okay? So, yes, sign Aaron Judge, make him the captain, and then have Derek Jeter welcome him to the captain's club. Do it. That'd be pretty cool. So in a moment, more Hal quotes from the owners' meetings. And like I said, he said some more things about Judge... And Yankee fans are going to be happy about this. But first, so apparently Hal Steinbrenner let people know, but he wouldn't say when or where it happened, that sometime within the last couple of weeks, he met with Aaron Judge. And it was just the two of them. He said, I just want him to know how I felt in case there was any lack of clarity or ambiguity ambiguity. There you go. There's the word, Stace. Steinbrenner made it clear that not only does he want Judge back and that he feels like he has the pockets deep enough to satisfy Judge, but that he'd spend even more to put a championship contender around the 30-year-old right fielder. This is from Brendan Cuddy's article on NewJersey.com. Quote, We have plenty of ability to, and Aaron and I talked about this, to make this happen and still have money to make other things happen, Steinbrenner said while talking at the owners' meetings at MLB headquarters in Midtown Manhattan on Tuesday. Steinbrenner backed up those words less than an hour later, bringing back Anthony Rizzo. Steinbrenner said, my budget for Judge is going to be what I feel we can do. It's not limitless, obviously, but am I going to make moves before we're able to? 
in my opinion, we're going to be able to sign Aaron. That's not going to stop me from signing other people. Guys, Hal Steinbrenner is coming out and basically saying, no, we're going to try and get Judge. And I don't think he's ever done something like this. Maybe losing to the Astros the way they did was a good thing? Is it possible? Maybe this is the kick in the pants that the Yankees needed to do things? And maybe they'll make some moves that'll shock the hell out of us this winter? Don't expect them to sign like Carlos Correa, you know? Don't expect them to do that. But you might see something happen. There was also um, Masataka Yoshida, who they were thinking they could bring over from Japan because they think he's like Andrew Benintendi, but with more power. His slash line for his career in Japan. Now, I know Japan is different than America, but hey, Hideki Matsui came over here and kicked butt. So 326, 419, 538. And he's left-handed. So he really would be like Andrew Benintendi, but with more power. Now, I said the other day, I wouldn't mind the Yankees bringing back Benintendi. I think once they get the bone out of his hand that shouldn't have been there in the first place, he should be fine. And no, he doesn't hit for power, but, you know, he hits enough where he gets on base and plays a serviceable left field. He hits enough where he doesn't have to hit the ball really hard and... If they can't get Benintendi, maybe they can get Yoshida. That could be cool. He's 29, and he had a 4.47 on base percentage last season. Now, former outfielder Joe McCarthy. I don't remember Joe McCarthy. The only Joe McCarthy I can think of is the one from the communist hearings in the 50s, um, who played in Japan, told Joel Sherman about... Yoshida. He's as legit as they come. He didn't slump for five months. He can go to gap to gap. He just constantly barrels up pitches. Hey, Yankees. Yes. Bring back Judge. Bring this guy over. You got Rizzo. Bring up Peraza again and actually play him. Maybe you could bring up Volpe too. See who does well at shortstop. Hal, are you listening? Listen to me. I'm talking to you directly, Hal, because you're the one with the money. And because, you know, Mr. Cashman doesn't quite officially have a job yet. Um, but yeah, get get it done. Get judge signed. Please. Thank you. He also said about judge. I was there in the draft room when they drafted him, and I remember how excited everybody was. And just watching him progress through the years, saying no to every team at every trade deadline and offseason who wanted him in a trade, among a few other players. And see him come up and hit a home run that first game, he means a lot. And he's a better and better leader throughout the years, like Jeter was. He's just classic, great, lead-by-example, everything you want in a Yankee. He knows how my family feels about him and how I feel about him. Yeah, he's being really forthright, isn't he? <laughs> like, this is kind of strange for Steinbrenner. Like, he's really coming out and saying, no, no, we're going to do everything we possibly can to sign Aaron Judge. But this feels more 
like they really want to do it. This doesn't feel like one of those situations where they're coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to do everything we can. And then it's a dud. I feel like they actually are really going to try and do this. He said, I'm not going to get into our conversations and what they are, but he's a very important part of this team. He became an even better leader in the clubhouse this year. People gravitate toward him. The young players gravitate toward him. Obviously, very important to our fans and our fan base and very important to my family and the organizations. So I've absolutely conveyed that I want him to be a Yankee for the rest of his life. No doubt about that. He knows that the rest is up to him and his family and where they want to go from here. But we're going to do what we can, I assure you. And then Steinbrenner said about the notoriously tight-lipped judge's mindset. I do believe he wants to be a Yankee. I think we've got a good thing going here. Your lips to the universe's ears, Hal. Your lips to the universe's ears. Let's, let's get this done. Let's not waste time either. Just come out, give him what he wants. As I keep saying, maybe not so many years because he's turning 31 in April. But give him enough money where it won't matter what the years are. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm really bad at this stuff. I can't even I can't even keep track of my own bank account, Hal, so don't listen to me on that front. But do whatever you can, please, to bring this man back because he needs to be a lifelong Yankee. He really does. He's everything that you want in a player, and you said it yourself, and we can see it as he plays. He's unbelievable. He's like a superhero. It's not just the home runs. It's everything else. It's the defense. It's the hitting for average. He's just been incredible. This year was incredible watching him play. And I know he kind of lost steam there at the end and, you know, kind of disappeared in the playoffs. But I think trying to get to 62 kind of tired him out. But now that he's done that, I think next year will be a relief. Plus, you know, walk year. He was playing out of his mind. Yeah, you got to bring him back. And now that you said all this, you really have to bring him back. You have to do everything you can possibly do to bring this man back and have him in Yankee pinstripes. You can't not have Aaron Judge there. Now, I haven't been in the Metro North station in over a year, but when I went to a game in 2021, there were Pepsi ads, and it was just Aaron Judge everywhere. He needs to stay in the Metro North station, the Yankees 153rd Street station. You can't have someone else there. It has to be Aaron Judge. So I like that he was forthright with this. I like that he was talking about how, yes, we're making this a priority. Yes, we'll work on other people, but that's not going to mean that we can't sign Judge. And because we sign Judge, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be able to sign other people. Again, they proved that with signing Rizzo and getting that done quickly. So, hey, one half of Jizzo signed. Will the other half sign soon? But again, you got to be worried about the the Giants because hometown boy and they really want someone like him, an impact player in that ballpark. Yeah. So I think the Yankees have the edge just because he's been a Yankee his whole career and he knows what to expect as a Yankee. But you also have kind of the lore and the, I don't know, I guess wanting to be home. And closer to your family. You know, he just got married. His wife just ran the New York City Marathon. But then that's the other thing that swings in New York's favor. Because he likes doing New York things. So, 
Yeah, this is going to be really interesting, but I'm feeling better about this now because of what Hal said. So let me know in the comments on YouTube and let me know on Twitter what you think and if you feel confident now because of what Hal said. Because I feel like this is a different Hal. And as I said earlier in the show, I feel like the Yankees losing the way they did against the Astros might actually help us in the future. Meaning help us as fans because the Yankees are going to want to stop looking like losers <laughs> and they want to stop being embarrassed by their biggest rivals because right now the Astros are their biggest rivals. Forget the Red Sox, forget the Rays. The Astros are the ones that keep dispatching them in the playoffs every time they see them. And that's the team they need to pass. So I think that this maybe finally, I mean, it's about time, lit a fire under Hal's butt. So we'll see. We'll see. So as I said, tomorrow's show, un unless some sort of really huge breaking news happens, tomorrow's show will be all about Garrett Cole's 2022, which was okay. But there were some elements that weren't okay, but we're going to get into everything. So it'll be interesting. But that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos, comment on YouTube as well, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And once again, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So, enjoy your Tuesday and I will talk to you all tomorrow.